Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. Good morning, everyone, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to this show with a sense of reverence in noting the date 9-11. I hope that we can all take a moment to remember and never forget those who lost their lives on a day that no American could ever conceive of happening. One of my strongest remembrances on that day, 17 years ago, occurred shortly after the strike on the two towers. The streets of Greenwich were quiet, but I sighted a man in a station wagon driving around with an American flag flying out of his window. But this flag was no ordinary American flag. This flag was as big as his car, as if he was making the statement that America will not be overcome. It was such an uplifting moment on a tragic day. It reminded me of the never-diminishing strength of this country, and it proved that the actions of one man can make an indelible statement. But today, I want to look forward with hope to the future and celebrate those who are uplifting our spirits in other ways. I have two special guests with me today from the Flynn Gallery who have dedicated their lives to ensuring that the community has an outlet for art and the culture that evolves through it. I have often championed the work of the Flynn Gallery resident at the Greenwich Library. In a town where galleries are numerous and art collectors can be the norm, the Flynn raises her profile as a progressive and innovative player. And this year is no different as the Flynn celebrates her 90th year in the artistic community. And she leads out with an opening exhibition entitled Looking Forward, Looking Back, taking a moment to reflect on the presence that the Flynn has created in Greenwich and the world. Though many are behind the scenes and working for the gallery's success, curators of the current exhibition, Diane Nicholas and Leslie Ash, are with me now. Diane is a regular contributor to Center Stage. She is currently director of the Gilles Clement Gallery in Greenwich, and with a long history of artistic curations, is no stranger to the art scene here. Leslie Ash has the delightful reputation of being a former creator in the Jim Henson Creatures Studio and served as executive director of Silvermine Art Center for six years. She left a legacy of programs that unified visual and performing arts there. I welcome both of these creative and energetic women to center stage. Good morning, Diane and Leslie. Good morning. Thank you. 90 years young, the Flynn, Mm -hmm. with its quiet presence and mighty force of volunteers. You guys are celebrating an important birthday, aren't you? Absolutely. We are. It's very special. It really is. I mean, in this town where there is so much power and so much money and so much art, really, mm-hmm. but you, you kind of you know, put your hand up and say, wait a minute, we have something new. So tell us about the genesis of, of looking forward, looking back. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll jump in there. Uh, all shows, the Flynn is interesting. I mean, as you said, the Flynn is a committee. It is a committee of volunteers, and um, many people, many players behind the scenes that do a lot of different um, work towards the exhibitions. In this case, um, I am lucky to be part of the selections committee, and um, this show originated 
when we're looking at what the season is going to be, when we're looking ahead at what the season's going to be, two of the artists, two of the four artists in this show, Alexandra Rosenman and uh, Rebecca Clark, both applied to be to um, show at the Flynn. When we looked at their work, first of all, it's it's wonderfully fun, mm. um, and people have to come see it to really appreciate it. But um, Alexandra's was the start. We looked at that, and she plays with great artists and puts herself into them. She's actually Russian-born, uh, and she um, has a series called Transplanted, where she puts herself into different situations. The one that got me immediately was she she did Blind Date with Edward Hopper, and <laughs> uh, and she she likens the the uh, iconic. Uh, Restaurant uh, diner uh, to the Lenin Mausoleum. So, from her childhood per- perspective, oh, it looked wow. like that. So, we all we all started laughing, and I thought we thought it was wonderful. And so, initially, um, the idea was that it would be uh, it was initially called art historical, um, so that we thought we'd have something. And then all of a sudden, we started <clears throat> thinking about let's think about other artists that would go with. These uh-huh. two, and what a beautiful launch for a 90th anniversary. I would say so. I would say so. Diane, Diane Nicholas, how do, how do you think you chose the artists? Well, um, I wasn't part of the actual selections committee um, uh, as marketing, which is my main gig with um, the Flynn. I was really champion from the beginning that we do a 90th, and mm-hmm. felt that it was very important, and was just thrilled when it came up that this concept had sort of gelled in selections, and it was just something that when you when you have the content to run with, from you know to to get the vision really in place mm-hmm. and start to make it work, and then Leslie w- asked me to be her co-curator, so I, I love curating um, <laughs> shows, and especially in this case because I'm very connected on both sides of working on the programs on a broader sense for the Flynn, looking at the history, pulling all of that together, and then Leslie, it kind of became this very organic situation where Leslie became a part of the 90th committee, and we've been working on historical timelines and all sorts of things that really the show itself is such a great launching point for many things to come and a lot of the sort of the aspects that have come together for this very special celebration within the gallery and, and its history. And that was very important because the decision was that there wouldn't be just one 90th anniversary show. We weren't going to do nine artists or 90 people or that it was really right. going to be a more organic season. Mm-hmm. And so, but this one lent itself to really launching that idea of that you are, in fact, Looking forward, of course, we're, we're doing contemporary art, mm-hmm. but you're recognizing the great influences that um, artists draw from. Mm-hmm. And we're really right. trying to carry that through for the rest of the season. It won't be quite as specific as this show, but we are, for the rest of the season, looking at more um, traditional ideas, but in a contemporary way. So the next show will be um, called uh, All Together, but it's really about landscapes, a very different look at, um, at, at I, I'm sorry, it's not landscapes, it's, it's still, life. still lives. Um, so it actually is an, a very different way of looking at but that. There is so, a little bit in every genre, so every show will talk to history and influence and right. sort of new That's takes really on exciting. traditional themes. Right. And, and where appropriate, we've asked each of the artists to actually reflect on what who their particular influences uh, were. Right. So it won't necessarily be each artist of each show, but 
it's an overall theme. And so in this show, as as you saw, there is a lot of wall text that actually explains. And we've actually, one fun thing is we've been able to, for the first time, I think, well, for the first time in a long time, uh, used two of the library cases to show the originals of some of the paintings that mm-hmm. we're doing with with the contemporary versions of them, you see? which is really fun. Reference. This is how the Flynn is. Yeah, you guys are always innovative. You're mm-hmm. always cutting edge. I, I had the joy of attending the reception and meeting three of your artists. So let's hear the words of one of those artists right now. This is Rebecca Smith Ford, and she's describing her art and her offering to the Flynn Gallery. I'm just standing here with Rebecca Smith Ford, and we're talking about her art on exhibition at the Flynn Gallery. Rebecca, you're actually from Greenwich. I am. I live two blocks north of the Greenwich Library. Is that funny? I love this. Yeah. I love this. You didn't have to go very far for this exhibition. Well, it was raining terribly, so we actually drove, which seemed a laugh, you know. But ordinarily, we would have walked happily. So, how did you come to be involved in this opening exhibition this year? Well, Tracy McKenna, who is one of the curators for the Flynn. And I went to college together. I met her like the first during freshman orientation. And then we reconnected through the library. I was literally coming to check out a book one day and I was like, Tracy? And it turned out I was making paintings and she was curating shows and you know, one thing led to the other. One thing I love about your work, you seem to be combining very classical uh, masterpieces mm-hmm. I am. with a, a rather organic texture of still lifes, mm-hmm. of animals. Can you explain where you're coming from? Yeah, um, I, I kind of had this idea of making a, a still life painting that looked like a tableau from a collector's home, where maybe the painting was in the background mm-hmm. and created like a window. And... The first one I did, I had flowers, and I really enjoyed doing this. I started doing it again and again, and then it kind of really resonated with me as this almost like little devotional uh, domestic scene or something. There's something about, like, I love this painting. I'm going to paint it and, like, honor it by putting a flower in front of it. But you say that everything you do is quite grand. Hmm. You know, devotion, yes. I mean, I guess... Well, okay, so... Let me put it this way: that the to make a real, uh, a super realist painting like I do mm-hmm. takes hours and hours and hours of focused concentration to be able to like make the marks. So, and I work from source imagery, so I'm looking at the image for hours and hours and hours, weeks and weeks and weeks, sometimes months, and then that kind of accumulated time of me looking at the image to repaint the image or to create the image kind of becomes this like long. It's like a long still and then look they're meant to be looked at for a long time as well so this is kind of like i'm contemplating an image i'm making the piece that's the product of the contemplation of the image and then they're meant to be contemplated but in a very slow way i like that there's almost movement in this slowness that you're talking about yeah yeah i think so that's and that's where i feel like i really want to be like um something you would and it actually started i um uh, bought a little still life. It was a little skull sitting in front of a patterned wall. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine had painted his mother's like shamanic crystal skull collection, and I bought one and thought this thing was, had this little power to it. Hung it on the wall and had other things in the room, but my eye went to it over and over and over again. And after like two years of living with that thing, it was like it was part of me. I was part of it. I was very struck by the power of the small still still life in a domestic setting and how you can have a relationship with it over time. Now, when I was an undergrad, I did installation work. And when I went to um, grad school, 
I was sort of segueing out of that one summer I made a painting and we did a like what did you, what did you do over the summer show and one of my teachers named Mel Bachner walks in and he's like Rebecca this is a fine painting and you know what installations live in storage paintings live on walls and I was so blown away by that idea that if I I could make something that people would live with so it, it, it's, it's been a long time since grad school but that that thought has stayed with me the entire time. I love that. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here tonight at the Flynn. Rebecca Smith-Ford, thanks for being on Center Stage. Well, thank you. Good luck. Thank you so much. So, she is living with her art, and she wants it to exist on walls. She has <laughs> a big idea. presence, and her brushstroke, not to make a pun, is huge, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I mm-hmm. loved her work. And what inspiring words from her teacher. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you, you see, you're doing the same thing at the Flynn. You're, you're making this educational reach, really, you know, by showing this comparison between the classics and the modern take on it. I, I'd be very proud of yourselves if I were you <laughs> girls. Well, one of the things to clarify is our role, because we already said what we didn't do, <laughs> which was picking, <laughs> these, picking these four artists. But we got to really get to know these four artists, yeah. and we did select all of the specific works that are in the show. So we, we visited with each of the artists and, um, and really selected what made sense. And so, so our, it was our job to make it a cohesive exhibition. This, this sense of relationship in art, you, you know, between the curators and the artists is really profound, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lovely. It I is. mean, it's you know, people hear, okay, you're a curator. It, it, they don't respect the amount of work and this sense, you know, of, of really combining so many dynamics, you know, to give to the public. So, Absolutely. bravo. Leslie, one of the things I love about you, in the past, you you simply exuded joy by working at the Jim Henson uh, <laughs> studio with the Muppets. With yes. the Muppets. Yes. You, you made something fortunate. that had this lasting effect on all of us every day because it was played out on television yes. and in movies. Well, actually, the Muppets uh, and Jim Henson was, in fact, my my link to the Flynn um, because at that point, of course, the, it hasn't always been, just to clarify, the 90th birthday is of there being a dedicated ac- uh, exhibition gallery space in the Greenwich Library because it's been called different things over that time. It was called the Hurlbut. While it was the Hurlbut, they did an exhibition in 1994 of Jim Henson, the Greenwich Years, which was specifically about the years that Jim Henson lived in Greenwich. Mm-hmm. And um, I was on the Henson side because I was director of exhibitions at that point. So I was working with the Flynn gallery in my actual job at at Hanson and um it was a wonderful experience. Oh, uh, I it's can a imagine. great group of people and they're very dedicated and they had a very as you've been saying about innovative, they had a very different take on it. They were looking mm-hmm. at a very specific slice of time and they looked at it really in depth. Um, so it was fun. So when I when I um, retired from Silvermine, the next day I ran into one of the people that's still on the committee back f- from that time and she said uh, I told her I had just left Silvermine. She said, "Good, you want to join the Flynn?" <laughs> So within, within about an hour, I was I was a member, and it was one of the, well, it was one of the things I had decided I did want to do because I think, you know, all the things that you said are true. It's a very mm-hmm. dedicated group. The standards are very high. Um, when people hear a volunteer organization, 
they think, you know, haphazard, whatever. Um, the standards are very high, and it's a wonderful committee. So uh, the I'm Flynn very is, proud to be part of it. It's definitely not haphazard. No. I marvel at the way all of you volunteers can actually get along and actually work together, which you do quite happily. There's no animosity ever at anything I've ever covered. Uh, that's, that's quite impressive, yeah. girls. I mean, really, let's think about that. So let's tune in to one of our other artists. This is our Russian girl who's exhibiting at the Flynn Gallery right now, and her name is Alexandra Rosenman. Alexandra Rosenman, who is one of the exhibitors at the Flynn Gallery. And Alexandra, tell us about your work. It's kind of out there, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it is, and I hope that it's funny, and I hope that it speaks to many people. Uh-huh. Um, this particular group of paintings that is hanging there uh, started with me about eight years ago. It was called Transplanted. When I was painting paintings about myself trying to move into inside of famous paintings by painted by other artists at different times. And um, it was very enjoyable process. I realized that I'm just learning and studying all the artists whose work I really admire that way. And I very quickly ran out of them because I don't admire that many <laughs> artists. And I realized that uh, I, st- I started something interesting, which definitely has something unconsciously, something to do with my migration process. Mm-hmm. How I move from one country to another, from one city to another. My life is very un- un- constant motion, and I, I can't say that I like it. I know, it's hard. It is hard. originally from Russia. I was born in Moscow and I grew up there and I wasn't never anywhere else except Estonia and Leningrad <laughs> till I came to America in 89 and I was 18. So... Baptism uh, by fire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good way to say. What is the main motivation for your art, do you think? Are you just trying to find a whole new voice to get away from, from those classic painters that you, you admired no. and worked through? No, I don't think I need it. I, I think that I've just been doing art all my life. It's just my way to be connected to the world mm-hmm. rather than disconnected. Uh, the work is, is the way it is just because I am the way I am. I just do it honestly, coming up with all those conceptual, it seems to be, ideas. And the series started many years ago. I I had work which I painted, for example, where famous people were taking showers in different times, Mm -hmm. or uh, where a certain art collection was hanging in a specific city. Um, All those paintings are similar to that idea where we take a piece of history and art history, unite them together and make them personal. And you've done it. And I've done it. We love it. (laughs) Thank you. Alexandra Rosenman, that you're here at the Flynn Gallery. Good luck. Thank you. And we'll see you again. Thank you very much. You know what I love about her? First of all, her sense of humor is ginormous. (laughs) And it's played out in her art. But she just talks about doing her art, connecting. Is is this really relevant with all artists? I mean, not all all artists pop out and know what they want to do. You know, they find their voice, don't they, by just doing their art. Absolutely. She's very genuine. I mean, you feel it. We met her at her studio in Boston, and you just felt... You know, you felt her world. You were in it. It was like being in a painting <laughs> with her because she really is, you know, sort of, it's that way. She's mm-hmm. not really um, pretentious in how she defines her art. She's mm-hmm. just really living it. She has an amazing imagination. And at the same time, she's extremely, 
simple and straightforward. That's right. About her emotions, about her take on life. The word joy, and And she really exudes joy. Oh my! And how I love that sense of honesty because art never lies, does it? You know, and she she's connected. Um, I want to get on to Rebecca Clark now because I I found her work to be ravishing. It was, I I looked at it and thought it's delicate and multi layered, but I could see a kind of baroque like vision. And I, I went to her and I said, I feel an opera coming on. So <laughs> let, let's hear from Rebecca Clark from the I'm Flynn. I'm standing here with Rebecca Clark. Now, Rebecca, I'm looking at your work at the Flynn and I feel an opera coming on. <laughs> would, would I be close to the truth or I'm, am I off the mark there? No, I think you're, I think you're, I think of them as being dramatic. Um, and I like to think that um, the elements that I use in my pieces are almost like little actors that I pu- that I put into little into dramas um, because the elements are um, completely taken out of context mm-hmm. from the original paintings that I photograph mm-hmm. and then I create a new narrative for them and you're right the narratives are often very um, dramatic so tell me about the use of photography in your book. Well, I go to, to art museums and photograph original old master paintings, um, and I photograph parts of paintings. I don't actually photograph the entire painting, but mm-hmm. I just fo- find little compositions within the larger paintings that I use as, um, as elements in a composition that I create from multiple different paintings by different artists. Wow, wow. And your end game here is to produce what? The idea, your inspiration. Um, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in testing the, the, um, the veracity of photography mm-hmm. and playing with, um, with dualities and in terms of creating contradictions within the, mm-hmm. the piece. Mm-hmm. So I like to play with the idea of is it, is it real or fake? Is it, is it, um, I, I, there's often gender fluidity in some of these pieces. Is, it, is there male and female going on? Is there, is there, um, 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 is it a painting or is it a photograph? Right, right. Very much this huge classical kind of haunting image. I mean, it, this is how I'm perceiving mm-hmm. your work, and it's absolutely beautiful. And so we want to thank you for bringing your work to the Flynn. Thank you. And, and best of luck, Rebecca Clark. Thank you so much. Thank you. She is it's so great. cute. Absolutely. She's so perky. Absolutely. But yet she, wonderful. her work has such drama. It's very deep and dramatic. Mm-hmm. What is the veracity of <laughs> photography? I love that. Well, you she's, know? she's playing with she's, your eye there. She's, she's playing. She's yeah. making her own truth. And I think that's what's really important. She's I, made her own story within I actually pieces, thought there so. was a bit of voyeurism going on mm-hmm. within her work, Often. which I thought was really interesting. Well, that's one of the things that I think is so strong about this particular show and grouping of artists is that they're all very much on the theme. There's no question. But they all approach it completely differently. Mm-hmm. And their work is so very different. So it, it really is delightful to see four artists together who's come from very different uh, Yes, approaches. absolutely. So let's talk about this fourth artist, Hilary Irons, who could not attend the opening. Right. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about her work? Yes, Hilary is based in Portland, Maine. Um, we have yet to personally meet her. We're looking forward okay. to meeting her on Sunday when she comes to town for the artist talk. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we've had sort of an on 
FaceTime selection. It is really fun. So we we um, we were going to do a, a day trip to Portland, and it just you know it was the middle of summer, and we both had you know it was just so hard it's and hard. Uh, back issues and other things and that drive and. And it was it was disappointing because we really loved making studio visits and we had, you know, we met all the other artists that mm-hmm. way. But we realized that we could use technology and get her on FaceTime and have a studio visit and select, although not quite the same thing as seeing the canvases up front. And... Um, but it worked. We, we, we coached her through it. We got everything set up. Leslie had her, her larger screen on the kitchen table, and we actually did a studio visit. We had a wonderful meeting with her. We were able to you know, look at the artwork. She mm-hmm. walked her device around so that we were able to That's view brilliant. it and select the pieces. It's and, the 21st century. And exactly. Yeah, and so we've, we've made it now through the one halfway mark where we've met the art <laughs> because it was delivered and it's hanging on the walls and it's right. just fabulous. She's trained um, at Parsons. Yale worked, you know, with, um, with the top, you know, with Albers at, at, at Yale and incorporates in a, again, a very different way. Her skills are, are there in terms of her, her painting. It's beautiful. Uh, she draws on motifs that are different than what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot from stage and set design. Oh, so wow. there are motifs of, of curtains, stages, and uh, also some interior items in her, in her paintings. And of course, I love that. That yes. also, yeah, they, they create this beautiful yeah. uh, mood. They're not framed, so they, the canvases also have this dimensional quality hanging mm-hmm. on the wall. They're, mm-hmm. they're really uh, sort of wow. have a lot of movement, strings hanging. And the content also is where the personal connection comes in because she actually draws on, again, looking at, for example, Millet's uh, Gleaners, which is a very iconic uh, painting. She has trans transformed uh, and, and migrated it into the, the present sort of contemporary setting because her grandfather worked on the Manhattan Project at Los Alamos and oh. she's got the, the forms of the gleaners trans, translated into you know kind of clean suits and cleaning up the field out. Oh uh, my. Nuclear physicists. It's Anonymous nuclear, nuclear yes. physicists. So we have many It's quite striking. Yes. Oh so it's really just, again, wow, totally on theme, but completely different, completely mm-hmm. personal, mm-hmm. and really um, again, what I think about all of these is that the, the, the way they inform us about other aspects. It's, not, it's about the art and about the process of art and yeah. about the artist's mind, imagination, and technique, but mm-hmm. the connections to to history, which is, you know, it's a key word in mm-hmm. in art and in life and in a library, yeah. <laughs> that, that informational aspect of learning through the process of what an yeah. artist is doing or their subject matter, so I think is, is really key with everyone. this particular show, especially. Yeah. It's really so... Well, and one of the things about Hillary, sort of to segue to what we're doing right now, is um, that she had to make her decisions about when would she come to Greenwich from mm-hmm. Portland. So mm-hmm. she will be here this Sunday. All four artists will be here for the artist talk this coming Sunday uh-huh. at 2 o'clock. Um, at the Flynn. At the Flynn, the which gallery. is great. This is um, great. It's a great opportunity to hear much more in depth about I their mean, work. And then Friday uh, night we'll have an art lounge, um, which is means the gallery is open before the f- first of the Friday films. And the first of the oh, Friday films what a good is idea. Loving Vincent. Love so, it. Perfect. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Okay, we can't miss the opportunities that the Flynn gives us. And Diane Nicholas and Leslie Ash, you have done it. 
Happy birthday, Flynn Gallery. <laughs> Please, ladies and gentlemen, go to FlynnGallery.com for more information and uh, the exhibitions beyond this. Um, thank you, my dear. Thank you. Thank both you, of you very much. Both of you, we benefit from your experience and your generosity, and I believe that you can both move mountains. <laughs> this is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. I want to tell you something that I've learned, and if you've been around for a bit, you know this. But I want to make sure that those younger than you, that you care about, know it is chiseled in stone true. Next on Dan's Life. Think you've got a good radio show idea? Gab Radio Network can help you with your podcast or radio show. Find out more by emailing sales at gabradionetwork.com. That's sales at gabradionetwork.com.